1: Hello, friends, and thanks for downloading another weekly episode of the Money Girl Podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert and award-winning author based in Austin, Texas. I've been producing this show since 2008, and I'm really glad to have you along with me today. Last week, we covered five places to invest after you max out a retirement account. If you missed that episode, be sure to check it out. I think it will really help you prioritize extra money, no matter how much or how little extra you have, and make the most of it. If you've been enjoying the show, I have a very quick request And we're going to be talking about requests a lot in this episode, so I want to make one right now. My request is this let me know if you're enjoying the show. The best way to do that is by taking a minute to submit a quick five-star review on iTunes. It helps the show stay visible so more people can find us, they can join the Money Girl community and ultimately live richer lives. So I'll thank you in advance for that. I'm super excited about this episode, which is 518 called How to Negotiate for More Money, Even When You Hear No. To see the notes for this episode, or to listen to the complete archive of Money Girl podcasts, it's always on the Money Girl section at QuickAndDirtyTips.com. I mentioned that we're going to be talking about requests and negotiating today, and I love this topic because I think too many of us are completely clueless about when, where, and how to negotiate. What often happens as you get more experience is that you get a really bad deal at something, whether it's at work or in a partnership, and you find out about it later on when it's too late. You realize that you were being underpaid or that you got a ridiculously low contract simply because you said yes and you didn't ask for more money or you didn't make a counteroffer. If you've ever wanted to earn more money in your work life and become more confident about your communication and requests to get what you want, This show is for you. I can tell you from experience that becoming a better, stronger, and more frequent negotiator is one of the most powerful ways to transform your income and financial life. Yes, hard work, grit, and luck always play important roles in your career. But an often overlooked ingredient to success is your ability to negotiate in the workplace. If you don't know what's possible or you fail to make your value visible, you could be missing out on a lot. The bottom line is that if you don't look out for yourself by negotiating, no one else will. So today, you're gonna hear my interview with Kelly Gushu, founder and CEO of Personal Finance Warrior. She's a very sharp finance expert and speaker who got her undergraduate degree from Harvard and an MBA from the Booth School of Business at the University of Chicago. We discuss key points that everyone should know about negotiating. Here are some of the topics we cover. How gender differences impact how we negotiate. The best way to respond when a potential employer asks your salary history or what you're currently earning. We talk about the right way to ask for a raise or promotion and why hearing no can actually be a good thing. We talk about where to research what your salary range should be for your location and industry, how to get benefits you want even if you're turned down for a salary raise, five steps to structure a negotiation that gets past no, and why leveraging another job offer can be the key to making more money. All right, let's get to it. Here's my interview with Kelly. Kelly, I'm so glad to have you on the show. Tell us a little bit about your
2: background. Thanks, Laura. I'm excited to be here. Well, I have a finance background. I've been working in finance the last 15 years. I've been a research analyst. I've been a financial advisor. And most recently, I was working in portfolio construction. And what I realized is that I saw in the marketplace that women really weren't doing enough with their money. And I saw this from personal experience from my colleagues, from conversations with my female friends, with my mentees. And I realized that this was a problem. And as I looked around, I kept waiting for somebody else to step up. And I realized that I had the background in the training, and this was something that was important to me. And so I decided to step up, and I launched a dedicated business focusing on teaching women how to invest. And in particular, I focus on the education piece. And so I provide online courses that teach people how to invest. And negotiating is one of the key parts of my program. And, Laura, I'm excited to talk about some different strategies today about negotiating because that's one of the ways that you can put money in your pocket right away.
1: Absolutely. And I think even if you are a business owner, self-employed, if you're an employee, no matter your situation kind of getting your negotiation skills to a higher level is going to benefit you in so many ways. So if folks are listening who are not employees, uh, they're going to get a lot of good tips out of this information. So I'm super excited to talk about it. I think this is an area where so many of us fall short. And it's, it really just comes down to the fact that you don't know what's possible if you don't negotiate, right? I think that's ultimately why it can hurt us if we're bad negotiators or if you just become complacent with your situation, whether it's in the workplace or with a a client or a partner. If you don't know what's possible, you're not probably maxing out your situation no matter what it is, right? So, This is so key. And I think um, for young folks coming out of college who are just starting, it's super important because we know that if you don't get as much as you're entitled to in that first job, that can kind of create a domino effect where the next job and the next job, you're chronically underpaid, right? So getting that first negotiation is one of the most important, and it can be really scary because people are approaching it for the first time. So let's talk a little bit about some situations when you think employees, let's start with employees in particular,
2: when should they negotiate? People should negotiate all the time. And I wanna encourage people that it's a mindset and it's about, I like to share with my audience that it's about making requests. And when you think about it as making requests, then you're having a dialogue and you can just continue to make requests and I like to say that you will actually want to get to a no so you might get to a no right away or you may make requests and then until you get to a no so let's give an example so let's with a fresh graduate negotiating for their first role often they're given even more of a narrow salary range so let's give an example Example of say maybe the salary range is between forty to forty five thousand, um, and often the the manager may say forty thousand. So first of all, you're often really excited for that job, and your knee jerk response may be to accept right on the spot. So first, you want actually always want to make sure you take at least twenty four to forty eight hours to think about a job offer, and sometimes they ask can you can you accept this job offer now and you want to make the request i would appreciate if i can think about this for 24 hours and in that 24 hours is when you think about the strategy for negotiating and what if you have the range how do you get to the upper end of the range and what i also what i also recommend is ask for that 10% increase whatever your first offer is you always want to make a counter offer um, or negotiate and ask for more. I have seen
1: this go go on 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 you know both sides being the person making the offer and the person accepting the offer. I can tell you almost 100% of the time employers are not going to offer the full amount that they would pay, right? I mean, there's typically always a little bit of room there, even if it's just a thousand dollars. In a lot of cases, it could be tens of thousands of dollars that employers would, would pay in addition to what the offer is. So I think if people just come into that with the mindset of, hey, of course they're trying to negotiate with me and you know in a lot of cases if you can come up, come back with a counter offer I think that also puts you in a bit of a um, uh, more elevated position in their mind if they think hey this is somebody who is willing to stand up for what they want they're strong and they're knowing their value I think it does elevate you in their mind but in a lot of cases the i think the initial reaction is to think oh i don't want to ask for more i don't want to seem pushy i don't want to seem like i don't appreciate this offer right but in a lot of cases that can backfire against your ability to get more
2: yes and laura that's why i like the mindset of making a request so that when you make the request for the salary increase in your counter offer They can come back and either say yes or no. And if there's a no, then you, that's a good thing. It means that you've reached the upper, you've reached the upper bound and this is the offer. And I'll share a personal example. I was in a training program and I was told in advance that it was a set salary level. And when they gave me the offer, they, in a way, often when they're excited about an employee, they ask if you can accept at the moment, um, at the time. And I always say to people, always request at least 24 hours to think about it. And what I did was I made the mistake. I accepted on the spot and then joined this training program. A month into it, the manager came to me and said, wow, I was really surprised you didn't negotiate. And I appreciated, I appreciated from a mentorship perspective, she was sharing this. And she said, because you left money on the table. And I said, oh, my understanding was that there was a set range. And she was the one who said, Kelly, usually there's always room to negotiate. And I want to plant that in your, you know, in your mind. And what ha- what the implication of that was, was it was a $10,000 difference And that training program was for two years and my bonus was based on that salary. So I missed out on thousands and thousands of dollars because I followed the rules. I thought there were set rules. And that's another thing is when you're in the mindset of always asking and always thinking about, is there a way to negotiate? I would have asked. And even if she said, no, we have the set range I would have received a no and I would have realized that that's the limit. Instead, Laura, to your point, you don't really know unless you ask, I left money on the table. And so that's the risk is leaving money on the table. So you actually want to make a request. And if you get a no, then you know that you've reached the limit, which is a good thing, a positive thing.
1: Right. Yeah, you've pushed the envelope perhaps enough um, to where you are getting what you feel is is your value. And even if you are not able to get more money, in a lot of cases, you may be able to to negotiate some other benefits. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Kelly, let's take a short break and we'll be back to talk about more negotiating tips.
0: Listen up, people. Over the years, I've learned how important hydration is in my workouts and everyday life. It's the key to helping my body move, recover, and just have a good time when I'm exercising and staying active. Things go even better when I'm well hydrated before I even start moving. Noon Hydration doesn't want you to wait to hydrate. They want you to start hydrated. Noon Sport Hydration Tablets hydrate better than water alone. Just drop them in your water, dissolve, and enjoy. They contain five essential electrolytes and come in crisp and refreshing flavors, like strawberry lemonade, lemon-lime, and many more. They also have non-GMO vegan and gluten-free ingredients and only one gram of sugar. Noon hydrates you so you can do more, go further, and recover faster. And that means you can have a heck of a lot more fun. Since hydrated humans have the most fun, head over to shop now on NoonLife.com and pick some up today so you're ready for anything. Because anything can happen after noon.
1: Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me, the spring is pretty rough on allergies. Sometimes you just don't even want to go outside. But luckily for those that live with the symptoms of allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in one pill that relieve your symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. It's a double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, sinus congestion, and pressure with ease. Claritin D starts working fast, like as little as 30 minutes, and it's non-drowsy relief. So you still make the most of the day. If you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and Powerful Relief is just a quick trip away. You can find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. You want to ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Hey, I'm Ruben. My band and I have a new song. I'm also a tow truck driver. When you move over and slow down, you're making sure I get to go home at the end of the day and
0: see my bandmate. When you see flashing lights, remember, they're not just roadside workers. Thank you for moving over and slowing down.
1: So what happens, Kelly, if you are in a situation where you're negotiating for the first time or maybe you try to to negotiate and you hear, a no. How do you handle that? Or do you have any tactics or tips that we can use to approach that conversation and that
2: mindset that you need to get past no? Sure. And to share a couple of points about even just when you hear a no. So uh, men and women have different responses to a no. So first, um, a man typically will ask uh, at least ten times before he hears a no and actually shifts strategy, and a women whim- women have a different response. Um, genetically, women often, if we think about that, fight, flight, or freeze. Women at- often freeze because we're relationship builders, and genetically, that's how we often respond. <laughs> Where men in this fight mindset their minds actually get sharper. And so I want to just acknowledge that there's a response when you actually hear a no. And what it means is you just have to find a way to work through the no. As I said, I think it's a positive when you get to that no. You want to continue to make requests. So if you ask for a salary range or a certain um, amount and there's a no, the next question is what are some of the other benefits and this may be time off this may be certain key projects you could work on this could be for some people take um, working one day from home So some creative ways to think about some benefits and some untraditional benefits that you can discuss if you hear a no with a dollar amount in my previous role, I thought that my manager was going to give me the green light to travel for conferences, and it wasn't till we were in our annual meeting that I mentioned something about travel, and he said, oh, of course you could go to conferences, just please make a written request, and I thought he was going to give me permission, and I could have, from the time that I started, made a request about a conference. And again, it was, I did not make that request. So often it is about you making that that request and making different requests. So if you hear that no about one aspect, continue to make requests about other benefits that you identify as important to you to continue to work through like what is an agreement that is a win-win for both sides. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so that's so key to to remember that it's not just about money. It's about all of the benefits that you're getting in your job or or in your relationship with a partner. So uh, you mentioned a few really great ones. I mean, things like working from home, you know, getting more training, getting equity in the company, maybe getting a bonus or a higher bonus. There are all kinds of opportunities to improve your situation that, you know, may not have to do with money hopefully there you know hopefully there is a number associated with it to to make it more profitable for you but in a lot of cases as you mentioned going to a conference getting training those things can be really really valuable setting yourself up for your future career and maybe the next job that you want to get after the one that you're in now
2: another idea that i recommend is if especially you may get a no because your the company or the division may not have the budget. That's o- like that's often a situation we encounter, and I recommend creating a project with your manager that is above and beyond your day to day job that you identify that adds value. Ideally, maybe it either um, generates revenue or helps to cut costs, but at least adds uh, value to the division and you identify that project and for 6 months you target that as that's going to be the project that gets you the next promotion or the next bonus and you you have that specific conversation with your manager your manager is, you know has agreed to be your partner in this and then at that 6 month mark you have that project that success story and you have that dollar amount in mind whether it's that salary increase or that bonus and you then can then say, here's the project. Um, we discussed this bonus or salary raise. And that's a way to be working towards a goal to work through that no. Because it'll be really difficult for them to refuse again when you have created this project and you have that target in mind. So I'm also an advocate that you that you have this communication with your manager and think about them as a partner in this negotiating process. Um, And Laura, to answer your question about what I see as the structure for a successful negotiation, really um, a few steps. So first is that you have the business metrics that, or the numbers that are valuable for your particular role. So, for example, my previous role, I was in a client-facing role. So the number of business meetings that I had was an important metric. For um, some people, there may be a revenue component. There may be a cost-cutting component. It just depends on what are the metrics that are relevant to your role or as part of the team. You just want to have some numbers to talk about in some specifics. Second is there is often a salary range that you can look at from external sources for you to see what's your range and in, in your role, what uh, based on your geography, based on your industry. And you can then see how does your company benchmark to that external figure? Um, We have figures like Glassdoor um, that provide this information. There are several different websites that provide this information. And that's helpful information to share with your manager. Here's the information that I found on my salary range. How does the company fit in with this salary range? And the third one we've talked about, which is negotiating other benefits.
1: How can we kind of further continue to show our value and, you know, give, give ourselves a little bit more leverage in a negotiation?
2: So I recommend that when you, when there is that response that we have a, a, you know, say a budget freeze or we have a limited budget, I I suggest creating that key project so that you have that six month timeframe and you have that partnership with your manager And it shows that you're committed to that salary increase or that bonus. If after six months, they're still, they're not able to find that bonus money for you and you're providing value, it might be you need to look externally. And often what a final step is, I have five steps to negotiating past no. And the fifth step is presenting another offer. You may need to go to the marketplace and see if you if there is another job that fits your skill set. And when you present that, then your company will decide if you've especially if you've done that six month project and you've shown value, then they're often more likely to find that funding somewhere.
1: And I do often see, unfortunately, many times that the only way to increase salary is to go to another company. Uh, there are a lot of companies that just may not come up with the additional budget to pay you the salary that you want or that you, know, you feel that you're worth. And if that's the case, it, it really is time to find another opportunity. And in most cases, that's your biggest opportunity to really get a big increase in pay. So that's something that we, I think we always need to be thinking about, you know, keeping your resume up to date. And and as you mentioned, those metrics, not only having those for your current company, but also having those ready to present to a potential new employer. So, Kelly, when you begin this process of negotiating for the next opportunity, in a lot of cases, employers or potential employers will ask you, you know, what What kind of income are you looking for? How much money do you need to make a move?
2: How do you respond to that in the right way? And that's where I go back to the doing the research on what is the salary range for your industry, for your location to ask for that. And this information is supplemented by talking to peers and colleagues in your industry and asking them what their salary range is so that you really have a more realistic idea of what that salary range is for your for your region and location. And then uh, once you have that information, that's the base for the conversation. And the salary range, you often want to present your, your two or three skills that are directly tied to that role that put you at that upper end of that range.
1: I think we feel a pressure sometimes to sort of fess up to what we're making. And there's no law that says you've got to tell uh, a a new employer what you're making. You are completely within your right to um, just say, I'm not at liberty to discuss that or I'm not willing to discuss that with you. But I feel confident that we can come to a a reasonable negotiation or we can come to a reasonable um, agreement on what the appropriate salary should be. Giving a number in a lot of cases really boxes you in and can limit your potential. So in most cases, I would recommend not discussing your previous salary if you can get around it. Kelly, thank you so much for sharing your tips and advice about negotiating. I'll have more information about you and your programs at lauradadams.com
2: slash kelly. So great. Thank you so much, Laura.
1: I loved having Kelly on to talk about negotiating. Let's review five tips to ask effectively and negotiate even when the answer is no. The first is show business metrics. So what are you providing? How are you doing in your job? Or how is your team doing? What are you contributing? The second tip is to know your value. So research what your salary range should be. Number three, negotiate other benefits like more vacation time perhaps or working from home. Number four, develop a plan for a key project. So what is it that you can contribute over a six month period that will really boost your value and set you up for that raise or promotion? And number five, present another job offer. When all else fails and you're not getting that raise or promotion that you want, it may be time to leverage another offer to make sure that you are in the place where you should be going forward. If you want to learn more about negotiating or working with Kelly, visit lauradadams.com slash Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, lauradadams.com slash Kelly. Thanks so much for downloading this show. Keep listening, learning, and leveraging your resources to grow richer every single day. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life.
0: Listen up, people. Over the years, I've learned how important hydration is in my workouts and everyday life. It's the key to helping my body move, recover, and just have a good time when I'm exercising and staying active. Things go even better when I'm well hydrated before I even start moving. Noon Hydration doesn't want you to wait to hydrate. They want you to start hydrated. Noon Sport Hydration Tablets hydrate better than water alone. Just drop them in your water, dissolve, and enjoy. They contain five essential electrolytes and come in crisp and refreshing flavors like strawberry lemonade, lemon lime, and many more. They also have non-GMO vegan and gluten-free ingredients and only one gram of sugar noon hydrates you so you can do more go further and recover faster and that means you can have a heck of a lot more fun since hydrated humans have the most fun head over to shop now on noonlife.com and pick some up today so you're ready for anything because anything can happen after noon true or false walmart has eye care true stop by walmart to save and browse top designer frames right where you already shop And they accept most insurance. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart.